90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, you guys. How are you? Hey! One thing I've always noticed that Adam either comes back with some snappy remark or he sings at us on the introduction. I appreciate it. I feel like I always have to come up with something new and I have two seconds to think about it because Sharon goes, Hey, everybody, nice to see you. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) (sighs) Whatever it takes, man, whatever it takes. That was my brain uh, exploding. Right, Sharon? Uh, yeah, Adam's brain's exploding and we have a busy, <laughs> a busy show. So yeah, yeah. it's going to get messy also, I guess. <laughs> we like to keep it real here on 90s now. Oh yeah. It's going to be four dimensions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Here's the deal. Now, uh, we're going to tell you whose career is connected to Michael Jackson. And here's a hint. It ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that visual aid uh <laughs> audio aid um and this this were you also not attached to bob dylan <laughs> i just wanted people to be this much closer to knowing the answer okay well michael jackson and bob dylan <laughs> not necessarily in the same uh you know room when it comes to uh outputs of music but their connection with one particular person um, and her romantic connection uh, with Lance Armstrong. We'll talk about a new documentary about this very connected woman and a life that's been well-lived and now well-documented. <laughs> um, Michelle Pfeiffer's got a new movie coming out, so we're going to get into some of those details. And uh, at least one shocking one, at least for me. Uh, also, there's new music from an 80s great, which will... Uh, Take care of some of the uh, now requirements of our 90s Now podcast. <laughs> also, Kelly's trivia is going to test your will or maybe just your memory. Or your patience. Uh, maybe <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> and same deal with uh, the 90s Rewind, too. It'll do the same. But first, you know what? Coming off of the announcement of who made it to the short list of induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, this is always a very exciting time of the year. When we find out, because it's a long list of people that are more than qualified, more than eligible to get in, and then they they pare it down. And I wonder why. Maybe they they don't want the uh, the uh, concert and the induction ceremony to go on for nine hours. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why they limit the number of people every year. Maybe they think they're going to run out, you know, and they've got to <laughs> sprinkle it to next year. Who knows? Either way, we are uh, coming off great news and good news that gets even better. So I figure we should start there today. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, the short list includes Dolly Parton, Eminem, Lionel Richie. None of the above rock and roll, which is the go-to argument for a lot of rock fans. Um, But Judas Priest getting the award of uh, excellence in music, which is fantastic. And Rob Halford, very happy and very positive about Judas Priest finally getting their due in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, bestowing that upon them. And not in a way like it's like... No sour grapes or anything. There's no, it's about time. Uh, Rob Halford, in the interview that he did with the president of the Rock Hall, was pure joy. He just seemed gleeful. And after a 50-plus year career, it makes complete sense that this band that's so strongly associated with the new wave of British heavy metal in the mid-late 70s and through to the 80s, and just what a command they had on the genre, that of course they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they're getting in. Um, But another name that makes 16-year-old Sharon very happy, and that is Duran Duran. 
Yeah. And you know what? Because of our show, it makes a lot of other fans that were introduced to Duran Duran in the 90s also very happy. And the fun fact about Duran Duran getting into the Rock Hall, there's a few fun facts, but um, that they're getting back together with Andy Taylor, that he will be on hand at, to celebrate and perform at the uh, at the ceremony in November. So that's one thing at least to look forward to. It's super exciting and I'm happy for them. I can't wait to see what suits they wear. They're going to be so yeah. pretty. It's going to be flashy suits <laughs> from Nick Rhodes. Totally that. Gosh, they're such sharp dressers. And that was part of their whole visual appeal in the early 80s when it came to uh, embracing videos. They were among the first to sort of splash it up and, and bring the cute factor to uh, that new, well, then new genre of, of experiencing music. Uh, so, yeah. It's kind of cool. Now, the thing about Andy Taylor is that he's not been in the band, really. He left first in 1986 to go off and do his own thing, write with other people. And he did that really well. Like, he worked with Rod Stewart, and he worked with Belinda Carlisle, and he did other stuff. Then he came back to Duran Duran in the beginning of the 2000s, which seems like not that long ago, but it was like 20 years ago. <laughs> 22, um, in fact. There you go. <laughs> um, but he was on those first three... Duran Duran albums when, man, Duran Duran were being called the Fab Five, um, you know, the whole takeover, another, you know, Brit wave of excitement. Um, and so Andy Taylor very much deserves to be obviously in, in the Rock and Hall of Fame. It'll just be cool to see him again and performing with the band, I think. I um, was able to stand next to Simon LeBon. Um When was that, Kel? When I was there for the 2019 Janet induction, and uh, I was so like excited that they were <laughs> so close to me, it was great. And so now to know, like three years later, they're getting their shot um, there. And you know who's also getting their shot, Sharon Highland? Who's that, Kel? Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. How exciting! Whoa. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. And the outpouring, obviously, you know, I follow them pretty religiously on social media. Yeah. Um, well, you're friends with uh, with uh, Jimmy Jam, aren't Mr. you? Mr. Jimmy Jam has been so gracious to come on our show several times, and he's such a he's such a eloquent, well spoken. I love that he has such a great memory, and I'm I'm so grateful that we've been able to capture his memories so that fans can always have access, you know, on our YouTube channel uh, to some of these albums that he's worked on with Janet and all that stuff. And even we've had him talking about his work with George Michael, like it's ridiculous. And so to see them get, you know, this accolade that's coming to them, that is well-earned, well-deserved and the amount of outpouring of love on social media for them is absolutely amazing. And he uh, was at the Kentucky Derby on Saturday because as we know, Janet, we talked about it last show. Uh, she made her return to the stage after three years at uh, a big, you know, concert that night with New Edition. And I don't know if you've seen any of the footage, Sharon, but she's turning 56 very soon, and she looks like she's 27, and she still dances like she's 27. And I cannot wait for a tour because she's ready to go. That's the thing about uh, the aging process. The uh, the more work you put into just staying fit and healthy and having fun... Mm -hmm. Uh, the better luck you're going to have with uh, defying the odds. And it was really cute too. <laughs> of looking your age. They, they posted. She posted like she's been posting some pictures. And Sharon, you actually have to check it out. Like she has this whole cool orange funky like yeah. suit she's got going on. Like she looks amazing. 
And she looked like she was having so much fun and it was great. And Deborah Cox actually put on, like, put a comment that I saw on, on Janet's Instagram that just said something to the effect of, I just love you so much. Like, that's, that's, that's so much coming from another successful artist who just, like, people love Janet. Like, they just do. And, and the fans were going bananas. One guy, actually, his video went viral because he was posting, like, videos from the, um, from the, the night, from the, the concert. And he's like, she's there. Like, he was losing <laughs> his mind. He fell over at one point. He was so excited. Like, oh he has, gosh. like, 8,000 views on this, on this little Instagram video. It's, like, really cool. So congratulations to Janet, the team. New addition, from what I understood, did a great job as well. So awesome. Nice. Ronnie, yeah. Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, right? And Johnny and And, and uh, Johnny. Well, yep. And Ralph, yeah. <laughs> By the way, that um, we should mention that the Bobby Brown doc is coming out soon. There's too many oh. documentaries, and I don't have the time. Yeah. I want to watch them all. I think it's like end of May that Bobby's comes out, so I'm looking That's forward to watching soon. that. And full-on documentary or like a... Um, full-on documentary. No, not like a, one of those movies where they re No, I think things. it's actually the same. I'm not saying it's the same director, but I think it's the same. I think it's like A&E who did Janet's one that came out at the end of January. Yep. I think it's the same network that's that's putting this one out. So Okay. I'll accept that. Yeah. Um, if we can circle back to Duran Duran, just to tie up that loose end. Their album, Rio, just turned 40. Jeepers. Oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was my attempt to take you out at the knees. <laughs> it worked. It worked. 40? <laughs> 40. I know. It's bonkers, man. Um, how about trivia? Should that level us off even Let's more? Do Let's do it. Let's do, do it. Let's do it. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong away, Bing. Kelly. Here's another Bong. little fun fact that will take you out at the knees, which is not really 80s, but it's now. So it's or sorry, 90s, but it's now. Uh, Lady Gaga just dropped the lead single for the Top Gun soundtrack. Yeah, called "Hold My Hand." Sharon, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's very good. Um, and it's crazy because it, it has like it has such an 80s vibe to sort of capture that you know that full circle moment, but with like a 2022 power ballad kind of thing going on. But here's the crazy fact. Top Gun came out in 1986, the same year Lady Gaga was born. <laughs> oh, my God. You should see your look of disdain when I just said <laughs> That's a lot to hear. I just I always put myself in the year that we're talking about and think, what was I doing then? 1986. Man, I was just, I might have been in the clubs. <laughs> but, uh, man, Lady Gaga was born in 1986. I'm not sure why I've never computed that before. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, Crazy. Totally. And also, uh, you should watch the video for the song. Mm-hmm. They, of, of course, because it's a soundtrack song, there's, there's uh, you know, visuals from the movie. But at one point, they have her out on a tarmac playing the piano. And wow. uh, you see this, like, fighter jet or whatever go flying by her. And she actually wrote on social media, she's like, this was real. We had to do this take, like, a million times with this, like, fighter wow. jet going blasting by her. Like, it was wow. really... So go check out the the, the video for uh, for Hold My Hand. All right. Do. Trivia. We'll actually start with a little sport action, if you will. Um, this is going to be a good guess for either of you. Okay. Which team won the men's 4x400 meter relay at the 1991 World Championships? Sharon. And I'm looking for a country. Jamaica. Incorrect, but solid guess. <laughs> Well, that was my first guest, so I'll go with my second guest, and that's going to be the United States of America. 
He said that with such conviction. Wait, you're not going to believe this because this is shocking to me. You ready? Britain. Wow. Oh, no, they do have some great runners. They do, but, like, I wouldn't think they'd take out Jamaica. Know what I mean? And here's the fun thing. Um, I heard you say running Mm -hmm. or runners, and in my head, I was thinking cool runnings. (laughs) And that's why I said Jamaica. Yeah. I'm tired. (laughs) Sharon gets up at, what is it, 3.50 these days? 3.53. 3.53 a.m. That's nice. That's usually the time I go to bed. Oh, And I wish I was kidding. (laughs) Actually, Sharon, the other day, don't ask me why I beat you, but I got up at 3.46 about three days Uh, ago, and I don't even have to get up for the morning show, and I I did. Wow. You just got up while you were freaking out, right? I I woke up, and I was like, well, that's the end of that. That's what happens. Nobody gets up at 3.46 for nothing, so you had to be freaking out about something. I guess so. Or maybe you had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Those are the the only two options. Either you're still up like Adam, you have to go to the bathroom like me, Mm. or you're freaking out. (laughs) One of the three. Adam, what time do you then get up if you're going to bed at 3.53 in the morning? When I I go to bed that late, I'll, I'll wake up around 10.30 or 11.00. Wow. Well, that makes sense. That's so, well, seven hours. Okay, I usually go to bed between 1 and 2 in the morning. So that's and then normal, when I'm feeling crazy. N- normal for you is between 1 and 2? Yeah, 1 and 2, and I'm going to wake up between 8.30 and 9.30. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. That's my schedule. I can't, I, can't, I can't even fathom it. When I used to work evenings, I would go to bed. I'd get home and do laundry and watch a bit of TV. And before I knew it, it was like 2.30, quarter to 3. Well, there you go. <laughs> that yeah. pretty much describes my... My evenings. My work started at, I was on the air at 7 mm. p.m., so I had the day at least. But I wouldn't sleep the day away or anything. My farmer upbringing can't compute. So. No. <laughs> no. Man, you would have no. you would have been in a total freak out mode then if you ever did the evening shift. Well, I, I, I did do traffic, remember, for a while, like for yes. at least a couple of years. So it was crazy. So, but I, I trained my, I literally would, you know, I, th- I, for a while, I think I was finishing at 11. Then they dropped it to 10 because I started earlier. All I think right. my shift was four to 10. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I trained myself. Like I went home and went, and I was in bed within the half an hour of being home. Like, wow, because I knew I wanted to get up, exercise in the morning and like have my day, get my stuff done. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I trained myself. But it was funny. My better half at the time, she had none of that going on and was still staying up till whatever amount of time. And it was like waking up at like all times of the day. And I'm like, be routine, get a system, <laughs> get something in place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number two. Um, this I actually had no clue about. So we'll see what, what you guys come up with. J-N-K-O, sorry, J-N-C-O were famous for creating what type of clothing? Sharon. Go Sharon. Um, those pants that uh, Sammy Hagar wore. Oh, nice. No. <laughs> G-N-C-O? Yeah, so J is gonna... in Janet. Yeah. Oh, okay. So J-N-C-O. I'm going to go for uh, Hats. Hats and caps. Nice, but actually jeans. J N C O. Jean company. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Damn. Well, so, <laughs> what does that stand for? G N C O. I don't know, but Sharon, knowing that you were in the clubs at that point of the decade, uh, yeah. uh, had you heard of J N C O? I was drunk. Okay. No. <laughs> oh, and no, they, you know, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, oh, those do not look good. Oh no. What kind of jeans are we talking? They're about? um. In Big? French, we say des pattes d'éléphant. 
Like, you know, it like they get a oh, lot wider as sorry? They flare at the bottom, they flare out. Yeah, but like through like the whole thing, it just keeps getting wider and wider and wider. It looks horrible if you're if oh. if, if you're asking me. And if you're riding wow, a bike, they're so and you're ugly. Caught in the chain, then you're gonna fall. I don't think I've seen something this ugly in like years. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, Sharon, that the air would get into your pants and you'd blow off the back of the bike. Well, that too, depending on your speed. Okay, if you don't know what those jeans are, please Google it. Pause the podcast and go Google it. It's (laughs) worth it. I'm totally going to go see because now I'm wondering if they were the pants that I wore in the 90s. Which Because remember, Sharon, like... I would have been in Toronto at the time, but like there was like a whole like late nineties like where Big. it was like wide like wide yes wide and I had it wasn't those. it wasn't okay, bell but, bottoms necessarily they just went straight down but yeah. they were wide Kelly yeah. please Google it right away okay please, let me, let's take let me, the time <laughs> let's do it Sharon do the same please Google this let me quickly I've ne- change this ugh, please yeah. let this never come back into fashion there's so many things on that list of things that should not be well this should be thing. right at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I totally so, had a pair of these. Oh, why, yeah. though? Why? <laughs> no, we looked, we looked cool, Adam. No, you didn't. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash, you didn't. No, I, not all of That's those pictures funny. that I just saw were cool, but there was a few that are cool. And, and you know what's funny is, like, because they're super wide, obviously, and the funny thing is the super skinny people looked great in them because you looked cool if you were super skinny because it flared out and you looked like you had a... I didn't have pants like that. Those are yeah. too big. I did. Well, I've never seen rapper, anybody in movies. You? I was, wear this. I was a, a kind of a a, a, a hip hop star. I wasn't a hip hop star, but I wanted to be one. Yeah, my dad did not enjoy those pants. Well, because they look like he could steal something in them too. You know, yeah. Put like like a cake, like a cake or a <laughs> stack of CDs or a <laughs> jacket. You could fit like a person. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> yeah, too much. I believe pants. my dad said to me once upon my triumphant return home from Toronto, um, you look like you have a load in your pants. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. Nope. <laughs> he was not. No. That's funny. I don't think that I had funny. that brand though. Uh, and I wish now, now I want to see if I have them anywhere because maybe I'll wear them to another episode of <laughs> That's funny. I love well, my, my, but there was, but those ones like were very specific, I think, to like the alternative kids, mm-hmm. and then there was like the hip hop style. I had more of the hip hop style, um, yeah. But my dad, not a fan. Upon reflection, was not a fan. Of That's these funny. Pants. <laughs> Adam is shell shocked. Funny. Back to you, Sharon. Well, um, here's the thing. Talking about an artist that has ties to Michael Jackson, ties mm. to Bob Dylan, and romantic ties to and Lance Armstrong. Lance. We remember that that is not me. <laughs> no, you, you, you have none of the above. Nope. <laughs> uh, but Cheryl Crow ticks all the boxes right there. And uh, her story is yours to enjoy in a new documentary about her life. And it looks like she pretty much covers everything on this doc that was just... Uh, made available last weekish, um, So there's a lot to see and a few surprises, one of which um, uh, that she, she had, she was, I guess, fairly outspoken about her thoughts on Michael Jackson in retrospect. Uh, she talked about, and this is just in all the pre, I haven't seen it yet. Um, she talked about it in the, um, in the preview or the trailer for it, that, um, uh, talked about almost marrying Lance Armstrong and that she wanted to, 
but that um, he proposed after the whole drug thing came to be. So after he was, you know, going to be in huge trouble, that's when he sort of, I guess, seemed like a panic proposal. And she said she wanted it. She wanted it. That's what she wanted from that relationship, but uh, not that way. She rocks the single life, Sharon. She's got to do what Cheryl's got to do, you know? Mm. Uh, So that's available for you out there. Mm. Was it Showtime? I think it's Showtime, eh? Sounds accurate. Accurate. Are you a Cheryl Crow fan? I love Cheryl Crow. Did you ask Adam? Adam, you? I'm still wondering if you still made a pun with all she's going to do what she wants to do. And I was about to answer all have some she fun. wants to do is have some have fun. Some fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I well, I do like that song. I'm not yeah. that familiar with her whole repertoire. Oh, Adam, you should. Let's give you homework. We haven't given you homework in a while. Last homework sure. I got was to listen to "Synchronicity" by The Police, which oh. I did enjoy. Hey, I think you a... should listen to Cheryl. I think there's a few songs in there that you'll appreciate. Mm-hmm. For as an artist, her first three albums really sh- demonstrate uh, great artistic growth. Like every, you put all your energy into that first one coming out, and then you have the pressure of following that up, uh, which she did really well. Um, and then the one after that. So the one, I, the Cheryl Crow with uh, "If It Makes You Happy." I hear the first, the opening chords of that song, and I am transported right back. Just such a great vibe. Like so, her great. first album. That one uh, with if, if it makes you happy. Just oh. Was that ninety six, Sharon? That was. I I had that album. I listened to that album on my train ride from Ottawa to Montreal when I was coming into audition on the overnight shift uh, to end up doing middays on Shome. Yeah, that would be ninety six or uh, self titled album, Cheryl Crow. Excellent album. With Maybe Angels, A Change Would Do You Good, Home, Sweet Rosalind. Oh my God, that that song is amazeballs. And it's just so, it's simple in its uh, structure. And that's what you want from a song. You you want something that you can easily, Mm -hmm. you know, carry on to. And, you know, lyrically she's got it going on too. So good for her. I'm looking forward to seeing the documentary actually. Um, Hmm. I'll listen to it. Promise. There's a great. next just, week. See, I, ju- I just discovered a... another song I knew. Every day is a winding road. Oh, that's amazing! I, I know that that's song. a great one. Yeah, it's on the same album. Mm. The uh, Tuesday Night Music Club album is really good. Also, there's quite a few yeah. good songs on that one. Mm-hmm. That was her first one in '93. Yeah. Speaking of and new that... music, by the way, just a, a quick sidebar before you head to the next topic, Sharon, because uh, this has a '90s and a now tie-in. There's a an electro kind of EDM group called Sophie Tucker. Yep. And they have a new song called Summer in New York, and they sampled uh, DNA's um, Suzanne Vega. Uh, Tom's Diner. Tom's Diner. Oh, cool. I just played it on our music segment today. It's Bananas. Bananas. Cool. So, Rachel, I know you're watching. Check that <laughs> one out. Rachel would say bananas. Yeah. <laughs> How would a Kiwi say it, Sharon? Bananas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could master uh, the accent one word at a time. Yeah. I think you actually nailed that one, so huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um how about uh give you up, let you down, run around, and desert you. These are the things that Rick Astley promised he was never gonna do. 
right? Mm-hmm. He's been Did making he, this promise since the 80s. Uh, so promise made, promise kept. Now he's talking about new music that I guess technically is not exactly new. An album that he recorded six years ago. And on the shows that he's uh. done... And let's face it, people just want to hear the old stuff when it comes to certain artists. And no offense, right? I think artists continue to make new music, but some artists know that, you know, when you're hired for a gig, sometimes it's to play the hits. Uh, but what he's been able to do is sprinkle some of these new songs into the set list over the past few years. I love what he said about it, which was that I wouldn't say I'm addicted to it, but it's just really nice every time we go on tour to have a couple of new songs to play because there's a part of the audience that wants the old ones, but we're finding that people are a bit more open to us playing a couple of new songs. But songs that that haven't been released yet. Right. Exactly. So, uh, fingers crossed that we'll get more of that. When I was reading the story... Just concerts happening, period. When I was reading the story, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole because um, I really enjoy the Rick Astley Cry for Help track, which Mm -hmm. I corrected myself several months back. I think it might have even been back in 2021 when I thought it was released in 93. It was, in fact, released in 1991. He had the flowy (gasps) long locks at that point. Was it long locks or a mullet? Uh, No, flowy long locks. Like He looked like actually uh, him and Dave Gahan could have uh, been twinsies at one point, I think. Twinsies? Twinning. Twinning. Um, but Rick Astley is so cutesy and I believe, isn't he now going on to the, and Adam maybe can quickly check this, but I'm pretty sure he's on the, uh, New Kids on the Block, uh, mixtape tour. That's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Which as of our recording, I believe they actually start tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Fun. Mm -hmm. Fun, man. Um, I like that he also said, I really love that I don't ever have, I don't ever forget how lucky I am. Smart guy. You can see that in his performances because I actually did go down a little bit of a rabbit hole and watch some of his recent like live things like when he was on Good Morning America like a few years ago and like all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. he's got musicians with him. He's in a good place. He sounds amazing and he's cutesy. And he made friends with the the Foo Fighters and went on stage with them. And I don't know. I think if you got the Foo Fighters stamp of approval, uh, you've got it going on. Mm. Adam, you had something to say before Sharon moves on? Yeah, I was just saying he's uh, joining uh, NKT. He'll be on tour with uh, also Salt and Pepper. Nice. And En Vogue. They're oh, both oh, uh, joining oh, the Kathy tour. They probably and Susan are ready yeah. to take your tickets at the front of the. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait to see if uh, Rick Astley gets a picture with Salt and Pepper <laughs> if he posts it and see if it's anything like mine. <laughs> Hopefully it will be. Years hopefully later, hopefully be they can do something better. I don't, probably <laughs> not everybody's at every dates, but uh, they're probably splitting the. Um, the opening acts, so that's oh, cool. pretty cool. Okay, can you well, imagine Salt Peppa Rick Astley in the middle? Woo! Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can imagine a Rick Astley Except- sandwich. <laughs> My, they've been Rick rolled. Yeah. Um, how about this? Michelle Pfeiffer's got a new movie coming out. I totally am blanking on the name of this movie. Four Wild O'Clock or something? Or I'm also blanking four- on it. But she looks oh, good in the picture. Wild Four O'Clocks. There we are. Wild Four O'Clocks. And the deal is that this movie tells a story of a couple of young brothers who are put into the care of their estranged grandmother uh, when their dad goes to prison. She's a larger-than-life woman who quickly has to learn how to take care of these heartbroken boys. Um, So I think if Michelle Pfeiffer can, you know, come out of dangerous minds and make that make sense, she should have a great time doing this. And to think that she's playing the estranged grandmother... Here's the wild bit of information. Michelle Pfeiffer is 64. 
How did that happen? <laughs> I don't even know. Honestly. Like, she's she's amazing. And I, I mean it makes I, sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Just like Logically. when you said Jody Sweeten is forty. What? Exactly. God. How did that happen? Like all like, we should just that should be one <laughs> episode of nineties now where it's like all these factoids and then how did that happen? That <laughs> That's it. Wow. Really? How yeah. did that happen? <sighs> Next. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's so we'll look forward to that new movie from Michelle Mm -hmm. Pfeiffer. Uh, and now we're going to do a nineties rewind. Why? Mm. Because that's what we do toward the end of the show. Because we deserve it. Because we deserve it. We are going back to, uh, 1993. Yeah. Great year. The year year that Cry for Help did not come out. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. You know what we're going to do actually with at least one of the songs that was on the top 40 around this time in 1993 is that we'll bring this episode Full circle. Uh, springtime 93, Duran Duran were staking their claim to continued success in yet another decade with Come Undone. Uh, yeah. And proved that their success was no fluke. No matter what the lineup changes that they'd gone through, they uh, they knew how to make really relevant music based on what they were doing. They had the two uh, singles, right? That Come Undone and Ordinary World. Exactly. Yeah, so they, they killed it in 93. Yeah, and that and both were at the, in the top forty around the same time, which is cool. Uh, and if we're going alphabetically, the next tune uh, from Memory Lane soundtrack is uh, "Connected" oh. by the Stereo MCs. Mm. Yeah, make sure I forgot about that song. That's a great song. Yeah, real like classic, and that's the kind of song that you would that sort of sounds like it's uh, it's it's uh, sampled or what like. Uh, in its own version, it sounds like a sample of something, and now it's a kind of song that would be sampled. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, also around this time in 1993, Sting was on his fourth solo album. It was called, it was called, it still is called, <laughs> Ten Summoner's Tales. And the song, If I Ever Lose My Faith in You, was a mainstay on, uh, on our radios. He's on tour right now, actually, and his son is his opening act. Yeah. Is it Sting ever- Jr.? It's, it's tiny sting. <laughs> a tiny sting. Remember, let's imagine that's how it gets introduced. A tiny. Here comes a tiny sting. <laughs> and he scurries on stage because he's little. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a certain ring to it, though. I don't hate it. Tiny sting. Tiny sting. It's better than oral explosion, isn't it? (laughs) It's hard to beat that. It's hard to beat it. Uh, Elsewhere in the uh, cheese category, (laughs) we've got a super heavy on the power ballad, um, like super heavy, Bon Jovi and Bed of Roses. How heavy? I want to be, sorry, I want to be just as close as the Holy Ghost is. Lay you down in a bed of roses. That's gross. I want to, like, what about, that's not, there's nothing sexy about that. I want to be just as close as a holy ghost is. That's when you realize I've never really paid attention to the lyrics, haven't I? You'll never never not hear that now. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, Bon Jovi, huge. On we go. How about this little nugget to wrap things up? Arrested Development and the story of the wise man named Mr. Wendell. Nice. How about that album? Three years, five months, and two days in the life of Arrested Development. Come on. That was a a groundbreaking album. You know what's funny is I literally just got goosebumps. I literally, like, just because, like, 90s hip hop, I'm sorry. It's the jam. Like, it's, 
Well, 93 was the golden era, right? The golden totally. age of hip-hop. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, you know what? That's your 90s rewind. So we're leaving on a on a chill note. Tre tre cool. <laughs> That's how cool. Uh, Adam, if you are unfamiliar with Arrested Development, put that on your list of um, yep. homework and, and are, we'll, are, are we'll we talking about work. the we're TV show? Work. What's that? Are we talking about the TV show? No. Well, yes, that too. But the are uh, they are band. they related in any way? No. The band? No. no okay. Because no. I've no. seen part of the show, I need to get in touch with the band. Yeah. Yeah. And the show's really funny. They just don't sing Mr. Wendell. What's the guy's name, the like lead actor? The one Jason, who plays in Jason Ozark Bateman. as well. There we go. He's the Ozark yeah. man. You should check yeah. him out too. I love Ozark. Yep. I loved Ozark. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Deb watched it. Sharon. Well, it's funny because that's one of those shows that you can sort of come in and go, why is that? Who's that? What's that? Okay. And you can be up to date. And no <laughs> offense to the show because it's good. I hear great reviews about it all the time, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's not something that I'm... I'm going to commit to watching now because seven seasons later, four. I'm, I can't even four. four? Okay, well, four. see, I just got I just got three years back. Um, <laughs> but retribution is usually in the description of whatever the episode, and I'm like, isn't that the whole show? Yeah, aren't they always going for retribution? There's a lot going on in that show. Someone's and same with uh, was it Yellowstone? Oh my God, such a great show! Oh, I'm I'm into it. I'm still in season one, but I'm watching it right now. Adam, it's do it. It's just I know I'm do, a, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's amazing. When I, found I watched it, a few which I think of those was episodes last January, so not like January 2021. I do not binge. I binge watched like the first three seasons. I couldn't believe how amazing it was. So good. Because yeah. it's your people. It's my people. <laughs> farmer peeps. People from the ranch. <laughs> Last thing before we go, I have to give a shout out to uh, Mariah Carey and Lato because Big Energy, the song that samples fantasy from Mariah Carey, it has gone yep. bananas. Mariah Carey actually did a remix of it. If you haven't checked it out, please do. And it's crazy to think that a song that came out, which I believe was 96, the sample, it's just like everybody, it's finding new life in this new song called Big Energy with Lato. So oh, cool. Cool. I'd like to give a shout out to Kentucky to our, Shane to Kentucky Shane. <laughs> Woohoo! Just want to say Shane. hi, Shane. Hi, Shane. <laughs> hi, Shane. Uh, and everybody, thanks for uh, for joining us on our ride through the '90s and the now. Uh, we appreciate wherever it is that you find us that you do. If you want to stay in touch, feel free to do that too. Whatever part of the world you're in, I will do my best to master your accent one <laughs> word at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and Cal, Adam, enjoy the rest of your day. And, Thank you, uh, and the rest of you. Thanks for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.